Hey, what's up, Nerd Herd? It's Jared Wackerly, producer here. Hey, this week, Rich was in Mexico, so we were remote, and we are trying out a new product for our remote sessions. Our last one didn't didn't give us what we needed, so we're trying out a new product, and we ran into some technical issues, and this is the reason why the podcast is coming out so late. So we apologize. Uh, we went over the free agents in this episode. There's a lot of good information. We hit on a lot of the guys that have already landed, but we did speculate a bit on the Deshaun Watson situation uh, the Baker Mayfield situation. So uh, Deshaun Watson had not ruled out Cleveland yet. Carolina was still in the picture and Baker had not requested a trade yet. So uh, we did not hit on the Devonte Adams trade, things like that. So there are some stuff that happened within the last couple days that we didn't, that we weren't able to touch on, but still there's a lot of good information here. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you listening. So enjoy the episode. Love you. Nerd herd. Ready, set, hut, hut. Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. It's not Rich Dotson. It is Garrett Price here with Dynasty Nerds Podcast. I've got Matt O'Hara. How you doing, buddy? And welcome, <laughs> dude. I thought you were gonna try it. <laughs> oh no! That, see that—that's Rich's bit. That's that's yeah. his thing. I don't want to infringe. And yeah. uh, and, uh, and Jared Wackerly moving from producer to co-host this week. Let's give him a round of applause Ooh. here, real quick. A little uh, little up, upgrade. Up. How you doing, buddy? Good. We don't have Batman tonight. What the hell? We don't have Batman. What are you talking about? We don't have Batman tonight. Is that what you're you're attempting to do when you say hello? What? No, I'm hello. referring to Rich Dotson. But oh, got it. We're without our fearless leader, is what you were saying there. Got yeah. it. Got it. Well, we have a jam-packed show today. We are. <laughs> this is going great so far. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Rich. Never leave yeah. again. Uh, we got a jam-packed show tonight. If you have been watching the NFL news at all. There is all kinds of things that happen. Mm. Obviously, free agency is going on, uh, but there's a lot of things going on with trades and rumors and quarterbacks from random cities posting thank you letters. I don't know. Uh, lots of stuff to cover. Uh, but before we get into that, we have been talking a lot about prize picks lately, and I want to tell you a little more about them tonight. Prize picks is the best legal way to play player props. It's the best. If you hop on there, you can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. Now, obviously, there's not a lot of NFL stuff going on right now, but we got March Madness stuff going on. We've got MLB season that is no longer in lockout. We're going to be having Major League Baseball. But we even have futures stuff. So if you get on there and you're like, you know what, Javante Williams is the greatest running back of all time. I know the prop before was at 1,100. I'm sure it's probably higher now, yards-wise, now that uh, Russell Wilson's there. But whatever it is, just hit the over uh, because it sounds like Melvin Gordon is not coming back to Denver. So that's a big deal. Uh, But whatever it is, you can hop on there, pick the over, pick the under. You can even mix sports together. You want to do a little baseball, do a little basketball. You can mix all of those things together. Best of all, if you use the promo code NERDS, you receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So that means you put in $100, they'll give you $100 in return. And on top of that, if you send us a screenshot, 
if, of making an NFL futures bet, we will send you the softest, most comfy shirt from Dynasty Nerds and a sticker as a thank you for supporting the show. But you have to put in the code NERDS. You can send us a screenshot, but if you didn't use the code NERDS, we'll know and you won't get one. All right? So <laughs> use the promo code NERDS and get on there at prizepicks.com. Now, before we get into things that have actually happened, let's start with the rumor mill first. And Matt, we're going to start off with you. There's a lot of things going on with Deshaun Watson right now. Apparently, it's down to potentially four teams. But then there's also been this rumor of a surprise team that some have been saying might be Philadelphia. Some might be saying it's the 49ers. What are your thoughts so far on what's going on with Deshaun Watson? All right. Well, yeah, I mean, Deshaun, obviously, yeah, the four teams are are the Browns, the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Uh, those are who he's kind of supposedly, for, you know, torn four different ways, and he's very impressed with all of them, blah, 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 blah. You know, from a fantasy standpoint, uh, I mean, all these places, except for maybe the Falcons, um, at least have some nice weapons uh, to go along with Deshaun Watson. And, and I, you know, obviously all the guys there would get upgrades. The Falcons, I, I have a feeling a lot of other wide receivers and kind of the, the older veterans are kind of waiting around to see what happens with Deshaun Watson. So even if he does go to the Falcons, there, there's all likelihood that they're going to get a couple of weapons in free agency anyway. So, I mean, it's it, I feel a little bit like Deshaun Watson is, is, is holding up the league right now. Uh, not oh, literally, sure. but but I mean, I feel like free agency is kind of at a standstill until he makes a little bit of a decision here because it's he's the last big piece to kind of drop um, before things can kind of settle in and everyone figure kind of where things are going to go. So, uh, you know, he he's the big piece of the puzzle. As somebody that you know personally in Cleveland, who who you know he's obviously rumored to be coming, possibly be coming here. I'm I'm a little bit torn because, um, you know, I'm on Twitter all day, kind of refreshing, and it's and you know yeah, nothing's Twitter popping up as to on and off, and not really, but <laughs> I, all day long. You every must time be I on get a on, burner I, or something, because he never responds to anyone. So yeah, I don't know. I see Matt. What the? What's his I, last like? It's my per, it, it was my personal account. <laughs> am I am I so obligated to this Dynasty Nerds account? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I'm only on the Dynasty Nerds account, and I'm mostly just a stalker on there. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm looking. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. Deshaun Watson, I'm a little bit torn because obviously he's an upgrade um, over what Cleveland has, and that's our hometown team. But I'm also torn because I mean I feel like he's a, a dirtbag, so I don't know. That right. I want to root for this guy. I, um, and I'm sure a lot of fans across any one of these places that he's rumored to be going kind of feels the same way. So it it's a hard thing to nail down for me right now how I feel about Deshaun Watson because I definitely feel like he's a dirtbag and I don't want to root for him. So I kind of just don't want him to come here, but I know that it would probably make the Browns better. So I guess that's where I'm at with this guy. Makes sense. Jared, do you have any, any uh, strong opinions on that? I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see the fallout wherever he goes. If he goes to Atlanta, what happens with Matt Ryan? If he comes to Cleveland, what happens with Baker Mayfield? so on and so forth. I th I think the Browns offer the best roster, but we're the Cleveland Browns. Hate to say it. So it's tough to see him coming here. I would love to have him from a football standpoint. Obviously, he's an instant upgrade for all our weapons. I think it'd be great for Amari Cooper. It'd be great for 
David Njoku, anybody, Nick Chubb, it instantly affects the whole offense and the whole team. So uh, even even no matter where he goes, that that happens. So I don't really have a guess as to where he's going. I'm kind of wondering where this like this extra team is or the 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 mysterious team that you were saying is. Sure. I'm wondering who that is, but um, yeah, the fallout's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, Benjamin Albright talked about it being an East Coast team, uh, but then I saw some things later that supposedly uh, he Deshaun Watson is very interested in the 49ers. So uh, there's a lot of dominoes that could could be affected regardless of where he goes. The only one that is really not going to affect anything at all would be Carolina because uh, they just don't have any real quarterback to to uh, have go anywhere. So that's the only one that wouldn't really have a huge domino effect necessarily. But mm-hmm. any other place is going to have a pretty big domino effect. Uh, and, and Matt, I'm with you. It is tough because, yes, he was cleared of the – I shouldn't say he was cleared of charge. He was – it's different than being found not guilty. Like he wasn't found not guilty. There just wasn't enough evidence to convict him. And so that's not like the same thing. Do I think it could have easily been a lot of smoke screens and a lot of things just to try to make him look bad? Sure. That's definitely a possibility. Is it a possibility that he's an absolute terrible dude? Like that's a real possibility too. So it, it is tough when it comes to, uh, your rooting interest, not just for your your dynasty team, but for the NFL team you root for, it it does have some weird implications. Uh, the one that's the, a little bit of a surprise to me is is New Orleans, because they're not in a great cap situation now. They pulled off some amazing magic. They are officially under the cap, but they still don't have any room to really bring anyone in. Uh, so they're not going to be bringing in a ton of assets. They might be able to finagle a contract or two, but you're not going to be able to build a, instantly a, a great team around him. And they don't have Sean Payton anymore. So that one's kind of always been a weird one to me, uh, but we'll see what ends up happening. But right as this Deshaun Watson stuff was going down, and right as it seemed like you know they were announcing him you know, visiting or not visiting, but meeting with the coaches in the front office with Cleveland right around that same time was that was announced. Baker Mayfield puts out a very cryptic, uh, uh, basically farewell letter. Uh, I know he's, he didn't say that's what it was, but that's, that's really what it sounded like. It was like, Hey, thanks for the memories more or less. And that leads us to believe that Baker's probably gone no matter what Jared, do you think that there is any chance if the Deshaun Watson stuff doesn't happen with Cleveland, is there any chance Baker Mayfield's still in Cleveland? I think there's a chance, but it seems like it's a foregone conclusion based on all the reports. Like uh, Mort report on ESPN was saying today that uh, he's he's likely gone no matter what, and that the Browns quote unquote want an adult at quarterback. So there seems to be some sort of rift within the organization. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him gone. I, I tweeted out earlier. If if Deshaun does choose Atlanta, I wouldn't mind Matt Ryan in Cleveland. Sure, there's some contract yeah. details to work out there, but or Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Like I think and he's that's just thing. as good as Baker, maybe an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. It, it really is a quarterback kind of carousel that that's waiting to kick off here. Once Deshaun picks a place, I think we're going to see a lot of movement, another kind of flurry of trades and movement. You know, obviously we already had two quarterbacks being traded this offseason um, in the short offseason that, that you know, it, it's only been here for whatever, three days or whatever, like the legal tampering period. So I, I think we'll, we're going to see potentially three or four more, and that's just – I mean, it's so hard to nail down, I guess, values on some of these, you know, 
ancillary yeah. kind of pieces that are attached to all these guys until we kind of figure all that out. So I think everyone's in a, in a bit of a holding pattern. But um, as far as, I guess, his landings, the Deshaun Watson's landing spots, I'm with you with the New Orleans kind of confusion there. That one never made that much sense to me other than their, you know, I could see why they would want to go out of their way to get Deshaun Watson, sure. but I'm not sure why Deshaun Watson would want to maybe settle in that place. So um, just from a money standpoint and what, I mean, they're going to have to give up some pieces and get rid of some pieces just to fit him under the salary cap. So yeah, it's going to be kind of difficult. Right. They're in like a rebuild situation. I don't get it. Yeah. That's yeah, why I think those rounds are standing on the, in, in the best like situation. Cause we're ready to compete now and we're willing to give, couple first like I think we could make the best offer I say we because we love the Browns but sure yeah I know I think Cleveland does make a lot of sense uh, but I just don't think he has any ties or connections there he's from Atlanta he played college football in Carolina uh, and New Orleans isn't far from where he grew up so uh, I, I think that plays a lot of factor and apparently he wants a warm weather city uh, he, he, he's not a big fan of wanting to play in the cold so uh, yeah. so we'll see with that but going back to Baker if he is not a Cleveland Brown, which at this point I'm going to assume he is not going to be, what type of situations do you think would be good for him to land in? Like where could he go and still retain similar value to what he has now? The, the one that jumps off the talking. Sorry. Ahead, no, Matt. that's all right. The one that jumps off to me is the Colts, and I'm sure that's probably that's what, what I was going to say. say. Yeah, um, you know, obviously they've got a huge void there now, uh, and, and the weapons there are still, you know, obviously a great running game, so a very similar situation to Cleveland. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. is a very, you know, good, young uh, wide receiver there. You know, Jack Doyle's gone, but Jack Doyle is Jack Doyle. Who cares? Mo Cox re-signed there. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a little bit of stability there at the tight end position. And, you know, Paris Campbell's there. They got some other uh, ancillary pieces uh, <laughs> that I think would We're fit well. We're still rocking Paris Campbell, baby. Hey, Ashton man, he's Doolin, still baby. there. And he would, I think, fit yeah, Baker's skill set. Yeah. Pascal's well, gone. Pascal. Pascal. Um, so, uh, you know, I think the Colts is probably the most natural fit, and he's already expressed uh, – it sounds like he's expressed the Colts would be a place that he, would, he wouldn't mind going. So Send that's him. the one that makes – yeah. <laughs> There's been rumors that, you know, like a first – I heard a first-round draft pick for Baker, Great. which which signed Good. me up for that because – the, the way that he's, you know, he obviously sent that letter out. Anyone can go look it up on the internet. It did very much sound like a goodbye. It wasn't kind of, to me, it wasn't like, this is some veiled, like, that's a goodbye to me. You know, like, yeah. he's out yeah. of here. So, um, just to get what you can. If you can get a first-round draft pick, that's, I'm, that's great, in my opinion, for a quarterback that everyone out there knows you're basically, you want to get rid of. So, if you can get a first-round draft pick, do it right now. Are you guys doing anything with Baker right now, from a dynasty standpoint? Are you? I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, yeah, you have to wait yeah. and see. Unfortunately, from from a dynasty standpoint, a lot of this. I mean, in the next couple of days, you can go out and be crazy and try to trade for one of these guys. But I mean, I've, I if if I have Baker on my team, I'm not I'm not unloading him right now. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna right. hold off and wait to see where he settles, so I know his what his value is before I ship him off or, or try to up, obtain him personally. Yeah, I would think if yeah, you're that makes a to lot of sell sense. him. You would wait until like a move is made and then use use the news to get rid of him if if you feel like you want to do that. 
Yeah. Another another rumored destination potentially for Baker would have would be Seattle. Obviously, he would get to pair up with uh, with DK Metcalf there. Wouldn't be the worst situation in the world if he ended up there. Uh, and then you you could still see a situation where you know any of these teams that were interested in Deshaun could also be interested potentially in in uh, in Baker as well. Carolina, New Orleans. Uh, the New Orleans would be hilarious simply because there have already been like a lot of comps to Drew Brees. And the one thing that didn't happen yet was Baker Mayfield changing teams after his fourth yeah. year. And then all of a sudden he changes teams and goes to New Orleans. That would be uh, Sean Payton's like, I'm back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Sign me up. I brought Kevin James on as my OC. Um, so, uh, but tied in with the Baker news and, and people were talking about how they're not sure that they love this guy in Cleveland because of Baker. Uh, but Amari Cooper is now a Cleveland football Brown. And part of that is uh, due to, well, all of it is due to Cleveland sending a fifth and swapping sixth uh, round picks with the Cowboys. Uh, it already kind of seemed like a deal that greatly favored the Browns. Now, Obviously, there were cap situations to consider, but it already seemed like a deal that greatly favored the Browns. And then you saw some of the contracts that were going out here for some of the other wide receivers, and it made it seem like an even better deal. How do you feel about it, Matt? Yeah, no, obviously, this is a uh, a great move for the Cleveland Browns organization. I'm not sure this is great a great move for his fantasy value until we know exactly who the quarterback's going to be. So this is another one of these guys we're kind of waiting around. He obviously went from from you know one of the most high-powered offenses in the Cowboys that love to throw the ball and now he's moving to the he's a number one guy you know here for sure on you know Dallas he was kind of split in time with CeeDee Lamb as who who was going to be the number one guy week to week and, and series to series he's going to go to the Cleveland Browns where he's definitely the number one guy but they don't throw it nearly as much so for me it's a slight downtick and depending on where the quarterback goes. You know, if Deshaun Watson comes in, I think it I think it's an uptick because then he's in sure. a more pass heavy offense and he's the number one bona fide, no questions asked, number one option in the offense. So <laughs> if if it's a parallel move and we're getting a Jimmy G in here in Cleveland or somebody else like a rookie or something, it's a slight downtick because I think they're gonna go really run heavy and there's not going to be a lot of volume there for Amari Cooper. I echo what Matt says pretty much. Um, Amari Cooper's kind of hovered around like the 20% target share throughout his whole career, even when he was like the guy in Oakland and Mm -hmm. in Cleveland. There aren't a ton of targets to go around. I mean, we don't throw the ball that much. I think we were one of the lowest pass rate offenses. So just looking at the numbers, I mean, he would probably only get like 111 targets if you were to look at the the passing efficiency and the catch rate that Amari Cooper has and the, the historical like target share that he's he's earned in the, in his offenses previously. I mean, we're looking at like low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three numbers if Baker is still the quarterback and the offense still operates similarly. So what Matt said, I mean, we just got to monitor the quarterback situation really. Absolutely. So we, we talked about a couple quarterbacks that are uh, – that could be – changing teams via trade but let's talk about one that just uh or actually this was also a trade so we have one more guy that was traded uh and then we'll get into like the legitimate free agency news uh but Carson Wentz ended up getting traded this happened right after our show last week so we didn't get a chance to touch on it at all but Carson Wentz 
was traded from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders uh, for what basically equated out to two third-round picks is really what he traded. Now, it could that one of those thirds could turn into a second depending on playing time and all this stuff. And before yeah, anybody it, says anything, it's, I, it's, two, it's two thirds and a second, and one of the thirds could be a second, but they're getting a second back. So they're getting it's a very second confusing. back. Right, right. Right. That's why I said it just roughly equated out to two third round picks. One of them could move to a second. Um, but with all of that being said, I know everybody hates Carson Wentz. I know nobody wants him, apparently. Except for you. Except for me. I still love this. You love him. I, I okay. He was being drafted From as well. From a fantasy like, standpoint, it's not bad. It's not at all. Even last year in like what people view as like a bad year, he was he was quarterback thirteen. Like yeah. he was not a bad quarterback. He was being drafted as like the twenty something, and he ended up being almost a top twelve quarterback. And when you look at the efficiency numbers, he only had seven interceptions all season. Uh, Surprisingly, I think that's the thing. Like people, he has a couple bonehead plays every year, and they get repeated over and over and over on all of the the negative highlights. And that's just that's just how it's the it's been dealt it's just for the Carson Wentz. Of the year. Finished exactly. the year last year that he had was terrible. Yeah, he he that loss to Jacksonville was I think what really sealed things. Now there were some rumors of he wasn't, you know, doing a great job of being a leader. There was some like that, off the field. That's what I was stuff. gonna that's what I was gonna ask about. Yeah, because there's a lot of that stuff that's surrounding him and it it's been swirling around him since Philadelphia. And right. So that's right. that's one of those things where I look, I look at him personally as a guy that's – this is his last go-around as a starting quarterback. If he doesn't get it figured out here, he's out and, like, out-out. Like, he's not going to – he's not a – they're not. no one's going to bring on a high-priced backup who's a pain in the ass. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, he's out of the league type of thing. So, in you know, in, in Superflex specifically, this might be your window to sell. Like, if, if, if you have uh, uh, Wentz on your team – and you're not competing this year, you need to wait, you know, till he has a couple of good games and then ship him off because this could be very well could be it for once. I mean, he's 29 years old too. Like, it's not like he's a spring chicken. He's just, I don't know. I, I'm very. You're a hater too, Matt. I'm not. I'm trying not to be because this is a better. <laughs> I agree with Matt. I think uh, if you're in super flex leagues and you're not competing yes. or you're a middle tier team and maybe you can afford, maybe you already have like, three starting quarterbacks and Carson Wentz is your second or third rotational quarterback that you throw in there. I think you should try to ship him out immediately on this news. But I mean, what could you get? Stint. Because this is, that's I'm the thinking hard part. A second, second round pick. That's what I would want. Just one second pick, second rounder. What do you guys think? And, I, I, and I personally would wait a little bit. That's and cause I think that's where his value is at. Like it's around, you might be able to get one first round draft pick, like a late one uh, from the right buyer. But if if it's me, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to wait because in season when an injury happens, you might be able to get a little bit more. And that's how I feel about him. That's uh, a good point. Kind of, I agree kind of in a Kind of in a nutshell on Carson Wentz. And as far as, uh, you know, ancillary, the pieces, uh, you know, attached to Wentz now, it's obviously an upgrade in my opinion because they, I mean, they, were, they were, you know, Tyler Heineke or Heineke or however the heck, I don't even care because he's not a starting quarterback anymore in the NFL. He, he was an okay quarterback, but he, he's not to the level of Carson Wentz. So I, I think that all the all the pieces that are there are going to get an upgrade. Obviously, the big piece of the puzzle that I think somebody here did some digging on was the checkdown numbers of Carson Wentz, right? Uh, I, I did a I bunch of have, 
I did a bunch for Mitch Trubisky. Oh, it was a Trubisky. Okay, sorry. Um, yep, Trubisky was the one that I did a lot of it for. Um, but there, uh, I believe it was Michael Florio uh, from NFL Network was talking about. Uh, he he tweeted out some stats on his uh, what was it passes twenty yards downfield, and he was actually one of the most effective quarterbacks with throws twenty plus yards downfield, which is great news for Terry McLaurin because that was always the issue for McLaurin was. Here's this guy that has this legitimate 4-3 speed, and he's burning guys, and he gets good separation, but he's just never had a quarterback been able to get him out the ball deep on a regular basis. So I actually think this is good news uh, for for Carson Wentz, or for uh, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I think McLaurin's arguably the best receiver that Wentz has played with, too. I mean, yeah, he had sure. Michael Pittman last year, but dating back to Philadelphia with Alshon Jeffrey. So... Yeah. <laughs> No, it's a great this point great for Wentz. I mean, they go from Washington goes from I think I have fifty eight point three PFF passing grade last year to Wentz had a sixty seven point nine. So yeah, it's a great up. It's a big upgrade for Washington and whole. I think it's great for Antonio Gibson. Anytime you upgrade the quarterback position, it's good for everybody. Logan Thomas, everyone. Absolutely. Even even J D McKissick. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's touch on him real quick because uh, it was it was interesting. He wasn't the only player to do this during this uh, legal tampering <laughs> period. Uh, but for fantasy owners, it was definitely the most frustrating. Uh, J.D. McKissick was rumored to be out of Washington and into Buffalo. And then uh, about 24 hours later, all of a sudden, whoops, just kidding. He's back in Washington. And everyone that had Antonio Gibson on their team had a 24-hour period of jubilee. Uh, yeah. Then back into general depression. Uh, so, any any specific thoughts on McKissick and or Gibson, or is it just simply that it was like, oh, things looked really great, and now it's just kind of back to what you expected? Uh, I, I think I think it is. It was a tease. I think everyone was very excited for for the moment, and obviously that moment has passed. So, I mean, it's it's not like Antonio Gibson was horrible last year. I, he was. You know, right on the border of, of running back one. I think he was, he was banged up all year too. Yeah, he was like twelve or thirteen or something like that. Um, depending, I've like I'm through week seventeen and he's at 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 twelve. The stupid website that I'm on. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's MFL. Like it, it's MFL, and they only ran it through week seventeen. So whatever. There uh, you go. Um, so. It's not like this is like the the sky's falling. Antonio Gibson is still a very strong asset. He's still super young. He's, he's you know probably just going to get better in the pass catching role here as he kind of progresses and, and basically learns to be a full time running back. It was something he never did in college, so um, it, it can only get better for Antonio Gibson kind of as he matures into the NFL a little bit. Um, JD McKessick obviously is just a passing down specialist. So it's of course a wet blanket on his, his overall value. Um, but I still think he can operate and, and be borderline running back one going forward. All right. So before we get to the last quarterback, uh, that we believe is going to be the starter, uh, there were two other guys that signed that were kind of these fringe pieces. They've been starters at times. They've been backups at times. Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor, both ended up uh, signing deals that we assume are going to be uh, as a backup role. Tyrod Taylor going to the New York Giants and uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Where did he go again? Miami. Miami. That's right. To back up Tua. Any thoughts on either of those guys, or is it just they're 
quality backups if you can have them. If you have Tua or Daniel Jones, cool. Otherwise, like it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think I've made my Teddy Bridgewater feelings known over the years. <laughs> uh, this is kind of what I see him as anyway. Is a good, he's a good backup, and so is uh, Taylor. I mean, both those guys are good backups for NFL teams. If they find their way into a starting lineup, all of a sudden they have a little bit of value, but otherwise they're just that. They're backup quarterbacks. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing for me, to see. I mean, yeah. Tyrod Taylor uh, obviously brought in. He's a journeyman, and they don't like – they're not happy with Daniel Jones. We all know that, so nothing really changes from that standpoint. Just to push him a little bit. Um, all right, so, Jared, I'm going to talk about what this move means maybe for some of the pieces – but specifically for Mitch Trubisky, how do you feel about him as a starting quarterback in Pittsburgh? He just signed a two-year deal worth $14 million. So it's not a crazy amount of money. It's not a super long deal. But that was one of those positions where everyone was kind of wondering who would end up being the starter in Pittsburgh. Would they really end up just sticking with Mason Rudolph as their guy? Would they draft a player? And they still could draft a guy. But right now it's looking like Mitch Trubisky is going to get the first shot at being a starter. What are your thoughts on him? So, obviously, it's a great landing spot from a weapons perspective. I mean, he's got Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, and Pat Fryermuth. So, all young studs. I think this is great for Chase Claypool. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't really throwing the ball downfield. I mean, he had, like, one of the quickest releases, or um, I don't know what the stat you call it is, but quickest to throw it. Um, Catch and and release. Get out of there. Yep. Catch and release. Yeah, so... uh, Mitch Trubisky has more of a propensity to like hold on to the ball a little longer. Uh, he has got a lot more mobility than Big Ben did the last couple years, obviously. Not not young Big Ben. We know he can move. But his ability to get outside the pocket, you know, ev- ev- evade rushers, I think is great for Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. So I think that'll help both of them. Now, from an actual quarterback standpoint, he had some really bad years his last couple years in Chicago. Um, 2018, he finished as the QB 15. So he had a good year that year with Allen Robinson. So the jury's out. Obviously, if you held on or you bought into Mitch Trubisky last year, I think that was a great move because now the value has definitely gone up. So if you did that, claps for you. Are you guys selling at this point? Because I think I still am not a believer in Mitch Trubisky long term. I think I'm using this to sell the news. I mean, me personally, I could you think of a worse situation than than he was in in Chicago? I mean, <laughs> maybe Adam Gase would have been worse. <laughs> but right, that, and we did I mean, see a really year removed it. of Chicago, and they were still bad. You know, yeah. it wasn't like it was all Mitch Trubisky's fault. So sure, right? That's and he took definitely them, a he, factor too. He he did take them to the playoffs, so it's not like he was this total dud out there. But you know, it. it I don't think he was in the best situation you know obviously coming right out of college and going there in Chicago going there to Chicago and the one thing about Pittsburgh is I I do feel like they're going to have a plan they've always have had a plan for bringing along quarterbacks into their system young quarterbacks kind of easing them into situations I don't think they're just going to throw this guy to the wolves because I think they probably see him as a reclamation project and and how do you do that you you know you run the snot out of the ball you run the air out of the ball like they have been doing with Big Ben you kind of keep up the same kind of thing and and let him get comfortable you know what I mean it's going to be it's going to be easy stuff at first and then they're going to slowly start expanding 
based on what he can do and what he performs well at. And I could, I mean, I could see this being one of those things that, oh crap, all of a sudden Mitch is doing all right and they're winning games. Their defense, they've been bolstering that ever since free agency started here and the offensive line. So it, I don't know. I, I hate to say it, but I like the, the way that, uh, the Steelers are kind of operating this off season. Yeah. I, uh, I think it was a great move for Pittsburgh because it, it's going to allow one of two things to happen. Either he's good enough to allow the defense to do what it needs to do. The, the weapons to do what they need to do and he can get by and that gives him a little bit of a window to still compete or two, he's going to be, he's going to bomb and they'll get a high draft pick next year, and then they can really, truly start to rebuild. Uh, at this point, I still wouldn't rule out the possibility, if things fall right, that they might grab a quarterback in the first or second round. Uh, you know, you could see a guy like, I doubt Malik Willis falls that far, but maybe Kenny Pickett does, maybe Matt Corral does, uh, or maybe they go into the second round, take a guy like Desmond Ritter. Uh, so I do, I do think that's a possibility. One thing we didn't touch on yet, though, and and this was much to uh, many people on Twitter's dismay, I, I don't think this is a great move for Najee Harris. This is something that I talked about uh, in season. Big Ben, like a lot of older quarterbacks that are not mobile like they used to be, love to check the ball down because it's the intelligent thing to do. There's not a play downfield. Here's a good athlete that I can throw the ball to, and I'll let him make a play. Mr. Biskey's not going to do that. Mr. Biskey's going to tuck it and run. In fact, he just actually learned under a quarterback that does that more than anybody else in Josh Allen. So this is not good for him. And uh, over 2018 and 2019, Mr. Biskey actually checked it down the third fewest times out of any quarterback in the league. The only ones ahead of him were Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. So I don't think that he's going to change his stripes. I don't think he's going to be checking it down forever and doing a lot of things like that. Now, I still think Najee Harris will get flexed out at times and he'll get thrown uh, ball, balls uh, you know, out of the slot or things like that. I think they'll still run some screens. So it's not saying that he's going to go from all these catches to zero. I just don't think you're going to get as many of the check down receptions that you, you've gotten him from him before. So maybe it's a catch, catch and a half per game on average that's going to drop. It's not going to kill his value or anything like that, but it's definitely not as uh, he's not going to get the ridiculous amount of targets that he did before under Ben Roethlisberger. So um, that was 90, 94 targets, 74 receptions, 467 yards, and three touchdowns all through the air. So that was just his kind of bonus. We'll call that bonus uh, fantasy stats right there. Yep, basically. So it, it wouldn't shock me at all if he moves to, instead of a 74-catch guy, a 50-catch guy. Uh, and that's still good. That's still going to be very productive. That's still going to get you lots of fantasy points. I just don't think he's going to be this elite PPR receiver. I think he's going to have to do more on the ground. And hopefully the Steelers improve their offensive line and and he can do more on the ground. They have signed a couple offensive linemen during this free agent period, so they're trying to, to shore up that O-line, maybe take a couple new draft picks too. So I was going to say, I think that's what they're going to need to do because none of these guys have been great offensive linemen. They're all kind of – journeyman guys so I think that's really going to be big for them if they you know with their first pick as opposed to going the quarterback route and taking Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral or whoever if they end up going with offensive line take a tackle take a guard somebody in there there's a lot of good tackles in this class it's a it's actually a very good offensive line class so I think that would be best case scenario for the Steelers in my opinion 
All right, before we get into the rest of everything going on in free agency, I want to remind you guys about Prediction Strike. In fact, I probably don't have to remind you guys about Prediction Strike. We've talked about it so many times that it's probably just ingrained in your head that you should go to PredictionStrike.com. You should look on there. You should look and see what some of these players' values are because especially right now with free agency, values could change for a player like that and you can capitalize with them still being down or being too high you can capitalize over at predictionstrike.com best of all if you sign up now with the promo code dynasty you receive a free share with your of any player well actually it's not any player but you get a free share of an awesome player with your first deposit of twenty dollars or more that's promo code dynasty over at predictionstrike.com all right Getting back, Jerry Judy oh. is still only a dollar sixty-eight. He was a dollar sixty-five last week. Dollar sixty. That's all he's jumped. Yeah, <laughs> go get him. So we touched a lot on the quarterbacks and some of the pieces that were affected by those. But let's get into some of these wide receivers and probably the most surprising of all of these: Christian Kirk to Jacksonville, four years, seventy-two million dollars uh a lot of that is in the first two years are basically all guaranteed with 39 million dollars uh <laughs> second highest paid receiver right now with um julio jones getting cut i think yep yep I second highest paid it. receiver in the nfl at the moment uh what are your guys' thoughts on this because is is christian kirk better than i than i thought he was is this just a a you know, and I can say this because the Browns do the same kinds of things. Is this just I mean, I Jacksonville being Jacksonville? Like, what? What is this? He he was a guy that interested me, uh, you know, slightly. You know, you looked on the list of guys like who knows, uh, you know, these guys are going to be free agents before all this stuff kind of blows up. He was a guy that I, I had my eye on, just because he, he had a mini breakout. Obviously, he was he didn't cr- quite crack the thousand yards last year, but it was his. Uh, it was his career best. I can't, I, I can't find the numbers right here in front of me, but he had like over 800. I think it was, I think, uh, I thought it was like closer to nine. Yeah. nine eighty two. Nine hundred eighty two yards. Yeah. So, so he was, he was really close to a thousand yards and it was, it was almost reminiscent of the time when like golden Tate hit free agency. He left Seattle. Obviously it's a different situation because Seattle's a very run-first situation, and, and and Golden Tate ended up going to Detroit, which at the time had Matt Stafford. They were very pass-happy, and and Arizona's very pass-happy, and they're going to Jacksonville. Who with who knows? Uh, but he at least he's going there to be the guy. Whereas in Arizona, he clearly was not the guy. I mean, there was there was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL was there, and they went out and got AJ Green. And, you know, like there was just – there was better – there was other pieces there besides him, and he still managed to almost get 1,000 yards. So do I think Christian Kirk is the second best wide receiver in the NFL? Heck no. But I do think there's a little bit more there than people kind of have given given him credit for. And Jacksonville must have thought the same thing because they really went out and spent on him. So uh, I would imagine they're going to try to get him the ball quite a bit. I mean, he's, he's now in a – West Coast style offense, which I think is going to fit him. I think he's a guy that does well after the catch, and and they'll be able to hit him quickly, and he'll be able to get some some yak type of stuff, and we'll see. I mean, I I wouldn't expect him to be a wide receiver one by any means, but I could see him sneaking into the 
higher end of the wide receiver two. He ended up last year as the low end wide receiver two. So I think it's a bump in his value for sure. I'm so confused on what Jacksonville's doing. I mean, they got LaVisca Chenault, right? Well, do they? <laughs> I mean, they do. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, well, they might be they trading on Zay Jones but, too. Right. They do currently right. have him. I think those two guys complement oh. each other at least. I mean, Zay's a, a big possession yeah. wide receiver. I don't think either one of them is very good. I think, I think they just splurged on some lateral moves. I mean, they got they brought in Evan Ingram too at tight end. I just have a hard time. And Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Let's be honest. He did not look good last year. I know he's getting a free pass because Jacksonville Jaguars sucked and they had Urban Meyer, but like. He did not look good either. So I'm just, I'm pretty out on this whole situation. I don't know where the targets are going to go. Nobody does. I mean, it's, it's, they're new faces everywhere. We don't know what kind of step forward Trevor Lawrence is going to make. What's going to happen with Travis, uh, Travis Etienne? Like, what kind of target share is he going to see out of the backfield? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If, if, if you can find an owner in your league that sees this as a positive situation, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shy about shipping off Christian Kirk. I mean, he's had one wide re- inside the wide receiver 36, and that was last year in his career. So um, 2019, he was wide receiver 38. Uh, so I'd, I just have would have no problem shipping off a guy like this for like a second round pick. And the tough part is it's it's not been it's not been it's like where it's consistent. It's usually two or three really big games per season for Christian Kirk where he gets the two touchdown game or the three touchdown game and you know he blows up that way but I get what you're saying Matt where I think people are overblowing it a little bit but in the same sense overall I'm I, I lean towards Jared's side on this because you're you're paying a guy that has proven almost nothing like a guy that's proven an absolute lot. So that's, they, that's tough to do. I get that they have the money to spend, uh, but that's how teams get into bad cap situations real quick when they spend a lot of money on players that might not necessarily be worth it. I don't think Zay Jones is a bad player, but once again, like you're taking up a lot of space from guys that could have been draft picks that were wide receivers or you know now that those guys have to fight with Marvin Jones and... And at the moment, LaVisca Chenault, we'll see if he's traded, and Christian Kirk, and like Zay Jones, where's the room for the young, you know, star receiver? And if there is one that elevates to the top of the depth chart, that means you're paying somebody to be your wide receiver for that you're overpaying. So that's that's the issue I have with it overall. Uh, but I do like the Evan Ingram signing. I'm a little higher on that one than the others. I think he's a reclamation project where we've at least seen some ceiling on him. I get it that it was like four or five years ago, but we've at least seen some ceiling on him and he is basically a big wide receiver. Uh, And Trevor Lawrence actually really did well with his tight end last year. That's why Dan Arnold was interesting for a little while there. So the Evan Ingram one, I actually didn't mind, but I'm not sold on Zay Jones. I'm not sold on Christian Kirk. So you're going to, you're going to hitch your wagon to Evan Ingram's stone <laughs> hands, and you're not going to yeah. hit your wagon to Christian Kirk, a guy who... For the price? Absolutely. One year, $9 million versus four years, $72 million? Absolutely. You're talking, re- you're talking real money versus like actual fantasy value. I, I don't give a crap what they... The contract, to me, just says that they... They want to. Th- they're going to feature this guy. You know what I mean? You're not going to throw that kind of money at a guy and then not throw him the football. So we th- we me, think that, that, but that's not necessarily true. We see teams do that all the time. Matter. 
The contract, the, the contract matters. And From it, a sell that to, tell that to Matt Flynn. <laughs> Matt Flynn <laughs> is terrible at football. Tell that Come to Rashad on. Penny. Tell that to like there. That happens all the time where where guys sign. Tell that to Kenny Galladay. Tell that to like there happens all the time where guys sign big deals and they don't amount to anything. All I'm saying is, if I had to spend one year nine million on Evan Ingram versus four years seventy two million on Christian Kirk. I will take that contract and the one-year risk with Evan Ingram all day. If I was spending real money, I would care about that. I don't, though. Yeah, what are we talking about here? Being NFL GMs or Dynasty GMs? I'm talking talking about Dynasty value. I would much rather hitch my wagon to Christian Kirk, a guy who's ascending, (laughs) rather than Evan Ingram, who's just been straight descending since he got in the league. All right, bet right now. Bet right now. I I bet that... Evan Ingram, well, see, it's tough because top 24 means a lot different. And I don't think he's a top 12 tight end. I don't think he is either. But I don't think I don't think Christian Kirk's a top 24 wide receiver this year. Me neither. So you paid a bunch of money to somebody that's going to be equal with Evan Ingram. Basically, what we're saying because you're going to have to pay more. I think you know what's also true. Will be. You will also have to pay more in Dynasty to acquire Christian Kirk than you would Evan Ingram. Would you not? You would, definitely. Yeah. Not so much, though. For, it's not for like the cost, done. give me the third-round pick that I would have to send to get Evan Ingram versus the high second-round pick I'd have to give to get Christian Kirk. That's what I would be asking for for an Evan Ingram. I'd, I'd be willing to send him for an, for a third-round pick. I don't I'd, – I'd, His I'd best take season him for was third. in his rookie year when – and he got all those targets because Odell and Sterling Shepard was out, so everybody's just still hitching their wagon to that, but the dude can't catch – he can't catch. proven anything yeah. in situations where he should have been the guy. So I, I'm just out on him. I know he's a great athlete, but I just I, you guys can you it. guys can pay a high second for Christian Kirk. I'll just swim here with my third. I'm not paying shit. I'm I'm selling. <laughs> you you didn't say that. You guys are you guys love Christian yeah, Kirk I did now at the beginning. I said I would sell in Christian Kirk. No, you just you, you said, took Matt's side know, just Matt, now. I gotta you took Matt's I'm side. Like, I don't know, Matt. I kind of agree with Jared here. That's I'm, what you said. I'm interested. That's all I have to say. Y'all are Christian drunk. Kirk, I'm interested. All right. I look, would take that bet. I think I think Christian Kirk <laughs> would be a top 24. Hey, can I just say one thing, though? Wide receiver. With Chase Edmonds gone in Arizona and Christian Kirk gone in Arizona, how do you guys feel about Rondale Moore? I love Rondell Moore this year. He's hate, he's always hated Rondell Moore. He's, he's I feel the exact finish. same. I feel the exact same about Rondell Moore. I I, I think just, I think they I they're going to make a more concerted concerted effort to get him the ball. We saw flashes early on in the season. I'm I'm in on on Rondell Moore this year. I think he's a gadget me player. Me too. Personally. I love it. Who would you rather have, Matt? Christian Kirk or Rondell Moore? Uh, give me give, give me Christian Kirk. Steady. You're Eddie. drunk. <laughs> oh, you're drunk. Steady Eddie. Christian Kirk has been nothing but unsteady his entire career. Steady Eddie steady. going forward. Is <laughs> one going top forward. 36 finish. <laughs> Steadily bad. Steady Eddie. <laughs> I would rather have somebody that I knew I was going to get seven points from rather than Rondell Moore. All right. I'm putting it on the Dynasty Nerds Twitter right now. We're going to say we're debating on the podcast. Who would you rather have this year for Dynasty? Rondell Moore or Christian Kirk? I mean, there's the age factor, too. There's absolutely the age factor. I'm putting it on I don't know what the right exact now. ages are. But We're debating. Christian Kirk's 25, and Rondell Moore is probably, what, 21? 20, Christian Kirk's 25, yeah. Rondell Moore, I don't know. I, uh, I Rondell's 21. Christian Kirk's 25. Did you say 22? 
No. No, Rondell Moore. I said Christian Kirk's 25. Oh, no, he's 21. Yep. Okay, let's move on. All right, so let's talk. We just talked about a bunch of Arizona guys. Let's move to their running back position. They just uh, decided that they liked what they saw out of James Conner last year and decided to give him a three-year, $21 million deal. Now, it's not crazy money, uh, but in this market, $7 million a year is pretty solid for a running back. How do you guys feel about James Conner in Arizona? He got the most money so far out of free agent running backs. I mean, per it's year, it's it's Chase Chase Edmonds is at like $6 million, He's at $7 million. So James Conner, this is yeah. his best-case scenario. Obviously, you know, we, we had a preview of, of free agents, and we kind of talked about landing spots that we preferred, and Arizona was by far the best place I could see for him. And I'm really – I'm as somebody who was making a run last year – and I traded for James Conner because he was so hot there uh, great move. towards the end of the season. This is good. this is working out great because I was expecting to really only get one year out of it. Sure, and and I that's what I signed up for. I was I was fine. I was going for a ship, and now it looks like I'm going to get at least another year. But it's a three year deal, so I might get two more years out of it before they're moving on and kind of turning the page on who will be a 28 year old running back by you know a couple years down the line. So I love it. So last year. Five games without Chase Edmonds, he averaged 23.3 PPR points per game. So, I mean, this is a legit RB, not RB1 in fantasy, but an RB1, RB1. Yep. candidate, top yep. 12 running back. Yeah, next year. I mean, let's see Let's see what happens in the draft if they add anybody. I think, uh, I think, uh, who's the... Eno Benjamin. Gosh, what's his name? Yeah, I think Eno Benjamin definitely gets a nice little tick up filling up in that Chase Edmonds role. I don't think Connor's going to get everything, but 18 carries last year inside the five yard line for Connor. So I, I think we should likely see some TD regression, but true. Arizona likes to run the ball when they get, get in deep there. So uh, Connor, Connor, great buy Matt. It's one of those things as far as, I mean, if you remember late in the season, they kind of mentioned, hey, we probably should have scaled this back a little bit for, for Connor because he did get a little worn down towards the end of the year. So it's one of those things where I wouldn't expect that crazy amount of volume throughout the entire season. And like you guys mentioned, Eno Benjamin's, you know, Benjamin's a guy that I think is probably finally going to get a chance to kind of show what he can do. He did it in, in short bursts, and I think he looked good in a couple of those games. So, you know, Benjamin's a name to keep an eye on. I know that I, I stashed him on a couple of rosters where I, I had the room, and I'm happy that I did now that Chase Edmonds is out of town. Yeah, I – I uh, well, you mentioned – I, we don't need to touch on Connor anymore, but you mentioned Edmonds, so let's, let's move over to him because he was his teammate last year, and – for a second, it was similar to uh, Antonio Gibson truthers. It was Jubilee for for Chase Edmonds' managers. Woo. Everyone was super excited. He's there with uh, uh, in in Miami uh, with uh, why am I blanking on his name? Raheem Mostert. No, wow, well, Miles Mike, Gaskin. You ruined the punchline. The head coach, Mike uh, Dan, Mike, Mike, Mike Daniels. Daniels. But now Jared ruined the punchline. <laughs> I wasn't listening. After yeah, of course not. After after that, we find out a day and a half, two days later, that Raheem Mostert came to crash the party. Uh, McDaniel's old friend uh, came in, and so Chase Edmonds does have the better contract here: two year, twelve point six million dollars. Uh, but Raheem Mostert comes in at one year, three point two five million dollars, and on top of that. He already does know the offense. So 
Thoughts on Edmonds, thoughts on Mostert, and thoughts on the fact that they're probably not going to spend any significant draft capital on a running back, and it now feels like a semi-wasted position. Ready to go. Matt. Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. No. I- <laughs> Um, obviously, uh, you, you, I mean, you, you touched on all the, all the high points there. I mean, it is one of those situations where everyone had a day and a half to really celebrate the fact that, um, Chase, uh, Chase Edmonds was going to this awesome running system. It was going to highlight him. It was going to be great. And, um, then uh, Danielson got his legs sweeped out from underneath him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in, in Cobra Kai fashion, uh, here comes Raheem Mostert, and uh, it's it, it's it's re- <laughs> it's really tough, man. So it's going to be one of these committees. Uh, I would I would still expect Chase Edmonds to be the guy. I, I you know you bring in a, a guy like Raheem Mostert to kind of as insurance at this point. He knows the system. You know he's a fit. Um, he yeah. can get the job done if if needed. I'm not sure you're going to pull him in and rely on him just due to his injury history for the past couple of years. Um, so Chase Edmonds, I, I still think, is going to get every shot to lead this backfield. But if he falters, if he's injured, Raheem Mostert's going to be there to pick up the pieces. And we've seen it several times. You know, in, in this system in particular, I feel like guys lose their jobs all the time you know, just due to a hamstring injury, somebody gets hot, they just kind of roll with them because it's, you know, the offense is going. So it's worrisome, um, but I would, I would still expect Chase Edmonds to kind of be the guy to at least to start. Yeah. Chase Edmonds finished in 2020 as the RB 36 in fantasy points per game and RB 28 in 2021. And uh, I hope, I hope you sold miles Gaskin when you had a chance. Cause his stock is, I forgot to even mention him. Yeah. That's, that's big yeah. time, man. They they retain uh, Salvin Ahmed, so he's still he's still on uh, roster there. I think Duke Johnson is he still on the on roster there? I don't I don't think guys he, are, he is. I think they were talking about maybe bringing him back. I'm not sure that they did. Okay, but I mean when Raheem Mostert is healthy, dude, he's a stud, especially in the same offense that he was in for sure. previously. So I think that was a great move for Miami. I'm very happy for my Raheem Mostert shares. I wouldn't mind selling him if I could, but I think I'm going to hold on and see if he can, you know, it, it, when a running back goes down, like if Chase Edmonds gets hurt and we've seen it in the past, Chase Edmonds gets banged up. If he gets some sort of significant volume, it does happen with him. So Raheem Moster would be top 12 running back that week, likely. So um, the one thing I, I am a little weird, leery on is Miami's run blocking finished. PFF had him graded as 31st last year. So their O-line is trash. Um, they just went so, out and signed uh, Connor Williams uh, away from. Oh yeah, that'll definitely help from yep. Dallas. So that'll that'll boost them a little bit at least. Yeah, definitely. But um, and they're expected to to go offensive line pretty heavily in the draft as well. They're another team that uh, could really capitalize on this being a strong tackle class. Um, there's some good guards, some centers like Lyndon Baum in here. So uh, they could definitely do some work in this draft class and, as. And it, well. Specifically in this run scheme, they're looking for certain types of guys too, so guys that can get out and kind of move a little bit as well. So, yep. um, are you buying expect, or selling anybody here? Um, I, not as really far for me. As, I, yeah, I think it's, I'm a bit of a hold there. Put. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, let's get to a guy that uh, Matt has been a fan of over the years. One year, ten million dollar deal with Detroit. That's DJ 
Chark. Chark, Chark. How you feeling about your boy DJ over in Detroit? DJ Chark. Now that all the singing and dancing is out of the way, um, I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah. love this spot for him. You know what I mean? It's it's unfortunate. Really? Um, I mean, I like the fact that he's gonna doesn't have a lot of competition. So you know, sure. for targets anyway, it's it's Amon Ross St. Brown, it's mm-hmm. it's TJ Hawkinson, obviously DeAndre Swift, and then DJ Shark, like in kind of not not really necessarily in that order. Uh, but I don't love the pairing with the quarterback. Um I do feel like DJ Shark is a outside threat and a down the field type of threat and that's really not um Jared Goff's I, I think strength. So right now I don't love it, but who knows if it's you know who they bring in if they if they draft a sure. guy um i i could you know this could be end up being a great landing spot where he's getting a ton of targets and he's getting hit downfield and, and it's a it's a match made in heaven so right now i'm kind of in a wait and see situation here with dj Chark. i'm, I'm definitely not going to go out and um sell him and i feel like some people don't see it my way and they they are excited about this landing spot so i'm not necessarily going to run out and try to acquire him either so me personally i'm I'm kind of holding my dj shark um shares if somebody offers me dj shark at some sort of uh, uh what i would consider a discount then i would definitely jump on it because i i think you know the long-term value might be there if they draft somebody else but um it, it's it's a wait and see type of situation for me to your point matt Andrew Erickson put out a tweet that during DJ Shark's fantasy wide receiver 17 season in 2019, he ranked sixth in the NFL in catches of 20 plus before his injury. Jared Goff has averaged only 13 total completions of 20 plus air yards the last two seasons. So that just proves it's, yeah, obviously a terrible uh, match there. Right. Well, and and there's been some rumors that the Detroit Lions might heavily consider taking a quarterback, obviously not at two, but at 32, which is the pick uh, that they got when they made the move to deal Stafford and get Jared Goff, partly because at 32, that's the last pick of the first round, and then you would get a fifth-year option as opposed to taking one at 34, and then you only get the four years with it being second round. So that's the rumor mill. We'll see what ends up happening there, uh, but you could, could see that happening. As a, as a quick preview to our next show, who are you looking at at that point in the draft, though, as, as far as quarter? Is at it Desmond that point, Ritter? I think, I think that's Ritter. a name that I've heard as a possibility. Hal. I think it's how could be. How's a weird one. I've seen him yeah. in, mocked as, as high as like 12, 13, and then I've seen him fall out of the first round. So I think the only guys that I can say confidently will be gone would be Willis and Pickett. Right. Um, at that point, anyone knows Corral and, and Hal both are guys that could be anywhere in that first round or maybe even slightly slip out of the first round. If Ritter does sneak in the first round, that would be where it would be. I think it's more likely that he doesn't end up in the first round and ends up as a second-round project type of guy, which you know would be a great fit for Detroit because they got Jared Goff. Jared Goff's fine, but they know he's not the future. They could take a chance on the upside of a Desmond Ritter and I, I don't I don't hate that at all. So uh, real quick uh, update on our poll here with 601 votes right now, 59 percent to 41 percent say Rondell Moore. So it's not a blowout, uh, but it is Team Rondell Moore. I, I mean, it was question. one of the. No, it's a good question, and I, I'm I'm surprised we got that many responses that quickly. So that's great. Um, but good it, job, nerd herd. Yeah, nice work, uh, everyone out there. But. It, 
that it we're almost at 35k all right yeah I'm, follow our Twitter I'm almost speechless I guess <laughs> I'm, I'm shook I'm shook I lost my train of thought let's move on what's wrong with you <laughs> all right just a couple other quick ones that we want to touch on real quick we're not going to spend a lot of time on these uh Julio Jones cut by the Titans uh obviously injury plagued the last few years is he done he's a turd ferg yeah he's Sound done rich. I mean um, obviously we, we forgot to mention when we were talking about the Amari news, um, that Jarvis Landry got, uh, cut as well. Um, that was kind of one of, yeah. one of those cap saving moves for us. We, you know, saved 15, close to $15 million. And then we bring on whatever it was, 20 something million for Amari's, sure. uh, contract. Um, Rick Cohen, if anyone remembers who that dude is, he got cut by the bears also this weekend. I just, mm-hmm. Trying to see who else got, and then Austin Cooper, Austin Hooper, obviously got got Austin released. Hooper got cut. Yep. yep, and he was one of the I ones I wanted to touch one. on real quick. I think I think the more interesting part, he could end up somewhere, and he could be a solid player. But I think the more interesting thing is what that means for David and Joku and Harrison Bryant. Yep, Joku. So we'll see. Whoop. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, another one where I think it's less about the player, but who is left behind? Tyler Conklin just signed a deal to join the Jets, as did CJ Uzoma. So they're both going to be there uh, as potential weapons for Zach Wilson. But with Tyler Conklin leaving Minnesota, that means that they now have Irv Smith with seemingly all the tight end targets, and especially with Adam Thielen aging a little bit. Uh, you know, nobody's really established themselves out other than Justin Jefferson. Osborne did a little bit here and there. There's some hope for Amir Smith-Marset, but it's a new coaching staff. Who knows what's going to happen? But it's definitely good news for a guy like Irv Smith Jr. I think that's kind of flown, flown under the radar. No one's really talked about that move and how that affects Irv Smith. And with him being injured last year, I mean, there's a nice buy window right now for Irv Smith, I think. I've actually acquired him in quite a few leagues as like the throw-in player, uh, just hoping on banking on the tight end upside. We see it every year: a guy that goes from being almost irrelevant to being, you know, one of the top five or six guys. Irv Smith has the receiving ability to be able to to join the echelon if he gets the target share. So we'll kind of have to wait and see. What would you uh, be willing to trade for him? Uh, in a one QB league. Uh, straight up, I would g- have no problem giving up a mid-second to get him. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I feel like that would be the range I'd feel most comfortable with. I could maybe be talked into a little bit more depending on if it's a 1QB league or a super flex league, uh, but that's that's kind of the range I'm feeling. What about you, Matt? Uh, I would say I'm similar. Um, I would probably be willing to just throw in a third because I don't really care that much about him. <laughs> right, I'm so a mid-second and a third. The- I'm looking yeah. at the GM trade browser, and there's a second and a third for Irv Smith. Yeah, that, that feels about right. I mean, it, it it's understandable that people have forgotten about him. I mean, it was this time last year when we were touting him and, and saying, hey, this could be his season, and then boom, and, and, yeah. and he missed the entire season. It's not like he's done a ton. He You know, 300 yards, 311 yards his first year, 365 his second year. But in both those years, he was split in time. So last year was supposed to be kind of the year where he was unleashed, and unfortunately, he just got injured. So this this next year here, twenty twenty two, is is now the the new year <laughs> that Herb yeah. is going to be released. Still, uh, his new third year breakout. But everyone's forgotten about it. So this is, a, I think, a nice little buy window because people uh, that everyone's 
you know, what have you done for me lately kind of mentality. And he hasn't done anything yet. I mean, there was hype last year that he might do stuff in 2021, but it never came to fruition. So even more reason that he's kind of backburnered on a lot of people's uh, minds and on, and on their teams. Hey guys, real quick. Did we touch on Tom Brady? Rich? No, we completely did not. Uh, we did not. That's and true. That did what happen. The hell. You know what's funny? I I I was telling you guys before the show, like, oh, I got all these col- these color coded things. I know all the moves that are made, all the people that stayed, all the people that got traded, all the people that you know signed at different teams. There was no color coding for coming out of retirement. I didn't even write them down. I completely <laughs> it's not a color. <laughs> it's not a color. I completely forgot. Quick, let's talk about it real quick. I think Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are back in wide receiver one conversation. So, yeah, I mean, Chris Godwin how, who just signed a three yeah. year, sixty million dollar deal. Depending on his his recovery, how that goes to uh, Leonard Fournette, we'll see what happens with him. We'll see if he resigns or they bring him back. I, I expect them to now that Tom. I would as well. He did great for them. I expect Gronk to come back, which he was he was great last year. He was uh, tight end three in points per game, so it's all obviously great. Yeah, and and. and- them signing Chris Godwin to that deal. I mean, it's hopefully they've structured that where, where they're getting a little bit of savings. Cause I mean, he was on the, he was on the franchise tag, which was right around right. $20 million a year on the, on the cap here. But then he, he, he signed a three year, $60 million, which is roughly $20 million on the cap. Unless they kind of push some of that stuff back. From and, what I read in the tweet, I think 40 million of that was like up front. Like he got, well, I mean, if, if if it's signing bonus, then they spread it over the length of it. So, I mean, it, it'll hit the cap maybe a little bit differently. Hopefully that they got a little bit of savings. Maybe they can go out and spend on a guy like Leonard Fournette because they were one of these teams that was – they did not have a lot of cap space. They they weren't able to, like, really, I, I think, attack free agency. Um, so Tom Brady came back, and they were able to sign the center, right? Uh, what, what, Ryan Jensen. Yeah, yep. I forget his name. Ryan Jensen. I was going to say Jensen Lewis, and I just – that was a baseball player, and it was just the wrong name. Yeah, <laughs> Indian. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, they're they're bringing some pieces. They they have obviously lost a couple pieces and then traded for an offensive lineman as well. So um, it's it's going to be a little bit of a different team. Uh, but I would I would expect obviously on I'll be he'll be lucky to find a job. I, I feel like kind of anywhere. And 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 Leonard Fournette, I, w- I would think he comes back because I think he just does everything Tom Brady wants. Um, yep, he can catch I would I would well. be surprised if he doesn't come back. I uh, hope he does. It, I hope he does too. I, I have so Leonard Fournette. Fournette. <laughs> I have a lot of Fournette, but I also have a lot of Keyshawn Vaughn. So I'd be fine either way. I guess. Hey, Keyshawn Vaughn in his limited touches last year. He did. He did. Did a little bit in the playoffs there. He's starting uh, to get it together and grow up. A little last bit. real quick note: uh, OJ Howard, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, so fits in well here. Just signed a one-year, three-point-five million-dollar deal with Buffalo, uh, which which hurts the uh, Dawson Knox stocks a little bit there. Uh, so that's a that's an interesting one. D- does it? Yeah, does it? Or yeah, is it just going to be like a blocker and kind of a secondary piece? I, I thought like I thought you really is. liked OJ Howard, Matt. I don't know, man. Weren't you the OJ Howard like truther touting buying him and stuff? Up. He's done it. Yeah, I just don't like the spot. I don't know. I would have liked to to him to go somewhere where there wasn't an established guy. Like I feel like Dawson Knox better is better than him. It's and, just OJ okay, Howard. See, I disagree. I think OJ Howard is actually a better player. He just he was injured, and then Gronk was there, and you're not getting through 
Tom Brady and Gronk. Like you're not breaking up that that duo. So I don't I don't know breaking up Austin Knox connection with Josh Allen that they formed last year. I mean, I think he's just a back. He's twenty seven. You're wait. Are you comparing Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski to Josh no. Allen? <laughs> <laughs> Dawson Knox? No, but no, I think I'm he already just, said I'm just it. Saying, I think. Oh, okay. Howard is is not going to break in. Is what he? I think is what he's saying. I think, I don't I think know. That, I think this is stock down for Dawson Knox a little bit, but we'll see. Jared, I like your Sell okay your Howard. Dawson Knox shares. I like your Thank okay you. Howard, man. Yeah, that was a good. Before one. we sign up, though, Yante Foreman signed with uh, Carolina, and he's now CMC's handcuff. Yes, he is. I like that Foreman looked good last year. Not good news for Chuba Hubbard. No, yeah, Chuba exactly. Hubbard uh, obviously didn't perform well enough last year. They're going out and getting the big man. And and he's a different kind of back than everyone they've got on the roster anyway. So he, sure. does, he is going to bring a little bit of a different element either way. Um, uh, but uh, Foreman, I think he's whatever, man. He's not like a big-time <laughs> fantasy asset. <laughs> Unless yeah, he's a guy he went from being like a little bit excited to like talking yourself out of <laughs> Well, I mean, the hey, only way you get excited is – yeah, that's the thing, is, is if something happens to CMC, either he, sure. he's part of this Deshaun Watson trade nice. and he's out, out the uh, out the door there, or it, it, he gets injured again. So, I mean, if if someone can see, like, they're going to want his handcuff. So there is there is value sure. to be had, especially, I mean, you want to seek, seek after that that owner and try to sell the form into him with that pitch. I think you could. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good point. All right. Yep. Well, that wraps up our free agent slash trade slash all kinds of other stuff show. Uh, if you uh, are so inclined, why don't you go to our YouTube page, check out all of the new YouTube content that's been dropping, subscribe, like it, all that good stuff uh, over there. Don't forget to become part of the nerd herd this time of year is arguably the most important time to become part of the nerd herd. We, I literally just had a tweet. I kid you not. Like two hours ago that I saw, I genuinely missed the nerd herd. I signed up for, I'm not going to say who it was, but I, he signed up for another platforms uh, program. Didn't like it. He said, I missed the Dynasty Nerd GM so much. I'm coming back next year. Can't wait for it. Uh, get on there. Watch the film room. We got the nerd score coming out. Uh, hopefully within the next few weeks here, we're already starting to put out some of the graphics, a few, few little leaks here and there of what's going on with that, but it's about a, Damian Pierce yesterday. Yeah. We dropped the Damian Pierce nerd score yesterday. Uh, so lots of good stuff going on there. You got the, the, the trade calculator, the tool, the, the league analyzer to see everything. There's all kinds of good stuff. Check it out. Dynastynerds.com. That is all we have for this show, but we will be back with another show. And this is going to be kind of our draft preview because next week, next week, people, well, this is another reason to be part of the nerd herd. Next week starts rookie breakdowns. You will not want to miss that. And to give you a little more urgency, we're actually starting with running backs this year. So you will not want to miss that. That's all we got. We'll see you on the nerd herd show. Adios.